It's the Friday edition, and Brian Hartman's got a question for you. On the eve of Tennessee's appearance in the College World Series, where we're proud to announce a listener watch party, win, lose, or draw on Monday at corner 16. Brian Hartman, will it be a win, lose, or a draw tomorrow night? And your question for to ponder today that we will kick around in between some of our uh, scheduled guests here. Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. Now do it. What are your expectations this time for Omaha? All right. Let's go to Bino Jeff Henderson, who now joins on a Friday. Bino, what are your expectations of this baseball team? I want to win a game or two this time, Tony. One game, two games. I think we're the hardest side of the bracket. Uh, A team that... uh, um, that fought and clawed to get there. Probably, if you rank the teams, would be, I don't know what the odds are, but I would guess that Tennessee would be the, at best, the fifth and maybe the sixth best odds to win the College World Series. Uh, give me a couple of wins out there. Bino, do you think, because I was just talking to Brad a second ago, you think people show up at corner 16, win, lose, a draw on Monday? Think we could have a wing ding? With my man Wing, a wing ding. Uh, absolutely, Tony. I think that uh, summer fun that they will they will be there uh, in big numbers. Hot fun in the summertime. That's what it's yes. about, you know. It's a great summer event, isn't it, Bean Star? Absolutely, fantastic. And bigger numbers, of course, if we win, and it's a it's a yeah. night Monday. Yep. It's a Monday night. Um, you know, I think big numbers if we lose. I think big. I think I expect big numbers one way or the other, because Tennessee and Stanford would be. Uh, you know, look. The thing about this side of the bracket is you got all these um, traditional teams, and and Tennessee is a traditional team in their own right, aren't they, Bino? They're becoming a traditional team, don't you think? But think about it. Absolutely. Anywhere you go in that bracket. There are tradition-rich teams in that sport. LSU, tradition-rich as they come. Stanford is tradition-rich and they come. And then what's the fourth there, uh, uh, Brian? That would be Wake Forest, who I don't know. If and they have no tradition. But, yeah, they've they, got, but they've got the super team. Yeah, they've got the super team. If we face them, we're facing the super team, being star on Monday. So either way you look, you can't lose on Monday's matchup. And I think looking at Brian's numbers, if I'm not correct, uh, you've got the three teams on that side of the bracket that <clears throat> make the work College World Series at a higher percentage per their NCAA tournament appearances than anyone else. Well, I believe it's LSU. Looking at it, yep. LSU and Stanford make it about half the time uh, when they make. The, and Tennessee, although we don't make it very much, uh, thirteen. I think it's thirteen. Appearances and yep. uh, thirteen tournament appearances and six World Series appearances. I know from corresponding corresponding with Tony, they're not happy just to be here. They want to do some damage, and they feel like they've got the depth to do it. We'll see. In the meantime, we've got a ton to talk about. Hold your calls, Mike Hugan, and coming up. I'm stacked and packed here on a Friday. Hugie joins. I want to talk with him about this schedule drop. His thoughts. Who got it? Who didn't? What's he think of the Vol schedule? Bino, I, the first thing I think about, you talk about a different era for us. 
The first thing I thought about being star when I looked at that schedule was, can we make the playoffs from it? It's the first thing I thought about. Can we squeeze into that 12-team playoff off that schedule? And my answer, Bino, I don't know if it's fair or not. We've got a lot of time to talk about it between now and then. I think Nico's going to be pretty darn good, Bino, and my answer is yes. My answer is right now, yes. That's my answer. I think it's fantastic to just be in that mind frame. Yep, yep. To not have to wince when you think about your football program. You know, what a concept. But Brian made a great point. We're so good in every sport right now that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're so good right now in every sport it doesn't matter. Which just makes it so fun to do this program. People have a misconception, Bino, about what we do. They think it's better when you're losing. Bino, would you tell them how miserable it is to do this when your teams are losing, please? Uh, losing may make the phone ring more. Uh, it makes the show a whole lot harder to do. Thank you. And for people who think, well, how do you really I mean, you got to think it's funny. Really? You think it's funny to make like half the money you made last year? In, uh, in ad revenue? You think that's funny? I don't think that's funny. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you know anybody cheers against their pocketbook? Because that's what it does in our industry when you're losing. It, it's it's barely getting by to being profitable. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You think it's funny? Do you think that's funny? I don't think it's funny. Brief time out. We come back. 865-200. No, don't, no phone calls. Hugan in on the other side. Our Friday date after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. He's going to let us know what's happening at Foodland today. Miles, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. It's another week, uh, another round of specials at the store. Uh, so let us know what you got on sale this week. All righty. Well, we have two sales going uh, at this time this week. The regular ad that's running all week has assorted pork chops for $1.59 a pound, green cabbage for $0.59 cents a pound, and Deer Park Spring Water 24 packs, two for 10. The other ad we have going on is our truckload sale that we do every year that has fresh ears of corn three years for a dollar bacon potatoes 99 cents a pound right bacon 40 ounces 8.99 each and whole ribeyes for 5.99 a pound wow 5.99 a pound for ribeye that's a pretty good deal right there again you're open seven days a week 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. located right there at the food land at the big shopping center in downtown near the post office well miles thank you very much you have a great day and thank you great staff and uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks all righty thank you This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tita the B and Yee, the great Mike Hugan, and now on the hunting in the mix with us. Great Friday to you, Hugie. Hope you're doing well, brother. Always good to spend every day, my friends, a lovely day to spend the day with you. How you doing, my man? I appreciate that. Yeah, this is uh, an interesting time of the year, obviously. 
Uh, no NHL, no NBA, no football. No nothing. Baseball. College World Series is coming up. But yep. um, this is sort of the, the dog days of summer, yep. even though it technically isn't summer yet. Well, around here, Hughie, we're having us a listener watch party on Monday for the College World Series. Not one tomorrow because I'm playing music, or I do two this weekend because I'm hardcore. Rhymes galore. But uh, folks here are loving that College World Series. It's a great sport. But let's move along. The main event. The schedule reveal, which wasn't really a schedule reveal. I thought they were going to drop a schedule on us. They dropped on us your opponents for 2024 in the SEC. And your thoughts on it, Hughie. Who did well, who did bad, and who was in the middle? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure who did well and who did bad. You, you, you have no idea what the teams are going to be like in 2024. Oh, come on, Hughie. You know. You know this team's losing its quarterback. You know that team's – come on now. You know. Yeah, but no, I, I think, that, you know, the idea that – I actually saw stories. So this is the toughest schedule for an SEC team in 2024. Well, that's it's. I can't use the word I want, but it's that's ludicrous. Um, and for all the chess beating, oh wow, these are good schedules. Think how much better they would be if there were nine conference games instead no. of eight. I don't know, Hughie. I don't know, Hughie. The SEC made a big deal about you have to play eight conference games, plus we're mandating you play a Power 5 non-conference opponent. Well, how about just one more SEC opponent? Bino, when you look at that on paper, okay, Bino, Jeff Henderson, don't those eight games look absolutely daunting to you? Doesn't it look like nine could be a big... Um, oh, don't uh, whip out on me, Mr. Pastillo. Well, Jeff, Bino, Jeff, don't, don't those eight games look difficult on paper? Like, if you add a ninth, it's very difficult, Bino? Uh, Tony, I, I'm still I'm still in the nine-game camp. I do think that the league – I do think that the league made it about as challenging as they possibly could with eight. Hughie, I think it's very difficult, man. I mean, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wow, that is quite a lot to bite off here. It's supposed to be. and It's a 16-team league, and you bring in Texas and Oklahoma to make your league better top to bottom. So I don't. my assumption is eventually they're going to play nine. But if, if they don't, quit your chest thumping about how this is the toughest league. Instead, you're bowing to the likes of, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and South Carolina, the schools that basically their ADs went public and said, we don't want nine conference games because we want to make sure we can qualify for a bowl. That's just weak cheese, man. Mino, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know, man. Nine, nine games is, uh, I mean, that eight is a meat. I'm serious now. I'm not trying to draw a reaction out of people. That's a meat grinder. Uh, I, I still believe it's cowardly to stay at eight. Uh, when your league is 16. No, you're trying uh, to get teams in the playoffs, guys. What do you mean it's uh, cowardly? Watch the other four games, Tony. Watch the other four. I think, though, they'll yeah, be... Except for Florida. I'll give Florida this. I think they play Miami, Florida State, and UCF along with that schedule. Woo-hoo! That's, that's about as good as you as you can do. Uh, but watch the other teams, other four. That's the, That's the issue I have. You're bringing in Texas and Oklahoma again, and, and that's it was a master stroke. Um, but and man, oh, you know, we're, again, we're mandating one non-conference game against a Power Five opponent. Well, we're mandating one, 
So, as Bino just said, that means there's going to be three garbage games. And uh, we've argued this for ever since the idea that the playoff would expand to 12. Nine and three, in some cases, is going to trump 10 and two, mm-hmm. or maybe even 11 and one. So, as long as you're playing a legit non conference schedule, you're, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. I just, given the history of this league and its athletic directors and their scheduling, I don't think you can give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to play more than one good non-conference opponent. And Bino's right about Florida, and you already have Florida fans. Before the 2023 season even kicks off, whining and moaning about 2024, what are we doing playing UCF, FSU, and Miami in the same season? He's breaking it down scientifically on the TLD Logistics hotline, online, tldlogistics.com. Bino, Jeff, go ahead. Hey, Mike, I will say this. I finally lived long enough to see uh, something come out of the SEC office that doesn't look like it came right out of either Paul Bright or Nick Saban's office. Uh, they did Alabama no favors in this thing. Uh, Nick Saban was out there whining about having to play Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn, it, uh, all the time, if they go to nine, well, they went to eight. They gave him all three of those. They gave him Georgia at home and they sent him to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. And it, 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 you're right. On paper, well, these, saying, these are daunting schedules. Yep. Um, but they're also, it's on paper and it's, if, let's, let's use this as an example. If you had Oklahoma on your schedule going into last season, oh my goodness, that's going to be, they reeked. So, Again, we're talking about the 2024 schedule before the 2023 season is even played. A lot of the teams that look strong, you know, yeah, Georgia's not going anywhere. Alabama's not going anywhere. But let's get serious. How good is Oklahoma going to be this year or next year? Um, is, is Texas going to show that much improvement? What's going to happen in South Carolina? What's going to happen in Kentucky? What's going to happen in Ole Miss? Is what's what's going to happen in Auburn with Hugh Freeze? Is he going to be able to get enough good players in there? Is Florida going to continue to flounder? Is Texas A&M going to make strides this year? So there's a ton of questions about a ton of teams in the SEC this season. So the idea that you can look at 2024 and say, oh, my God, that's a monstrous schedule, who knows? And, you know, I, I brought up Florida before because, hey, I live in Orlando. What's UCF going to do this year in the Big 12? I don't think they're going to do much. And Miami, talk about a, a program that has foundered for two decades, Miami. So maybe when 2024 comes around, Miami and UCF on your schedule is not daunting at all. The names are interesting, but, and, uh, but I think we're way too far in advance to talk about the 2024 strength of schedules. And as Bino said, let's look at the other non-conference games because I guarantee you there's going to be there's going to be 16 teams in the SEC. Yep. I would argue there's going to be 30 between 35 and 40 games where you shake your head and go, "What the hell is this team doing playing this team from outside the conference?" Hughie, you got to admit though, and you've got to cuz you're not selling for this thing right now. You got to admit this. When the old school Hughie because you and I are the same era. When you looked at Arkansas' schedule and saw they're putting the old Southwest Conference back together, they're calling it something different. But they're putting the old Southwest Conference back together, and they get to play the Texas. And they yeah, get that's to, cool. That's, that's, that's next that's level. The, the tradition that's next level. You're right. you got to tip your cap. 
because that is exceedingly interesting. And obviously Texas A&M should play Arkansas and Texas every single season from here until the end of time. Texas should play, you know, it's Texas has Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M on the 2024 schedule. One of those is neutral site, obviously, and the other two are on the road. Um, plus, Texas has Florida, Georgia, um, Kentucky, Mississippi State. Yep. Um, they also got they also got thrown Vanderbilt as sort of like I guess here's the one easy uh, easy chew game for you. But it, it is interesting, and it's good to see that some of the old school rivalries are back on the schedule at least for 2024. It's going to wet people's whistles for more of this kind of stuff. And, you know, one thing we all discussed in the last two months about eight or nine games is that if if you don't have Vanderbilt on your schedule, you're likely going to be ticked off because even sort of the traditionally mediocre programs in the SEC, Kentucky, Mississippi State, South Carolina, sometimes can be dangerous. So every, every coach in the SEC is going to be ticked. Because, hey, I got eight or nine conference games and Vanderbilt isn't one of them. Vanderbilt is sort of like the, the whipped dog of the league. So, um, some years, yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi State beat on your, heck, Auburn this year, I think, is, uh, an, an easy win if you're really good. Um, like Auburn, Georgia. So, um, but it is going to be interesting going forward. I still don't see how they can be a 16 team league and not play nine conference games, it would. I think it will be held against them, especially when you have the Big Ten playing nine, you have the Big 12 playing nine, you have the Pac-12 playing nine, and the ACC evidently is going to nine. So, so you would be the one outlier. And yes, oh, the SEC is the strongest league, and it is, but the non-conference garbage games are the ones that, that anti-SEC people, if there really truly are anti-SEC people out there, those are going to be the ones they glom on to like Bino and I did, though I don't think Bino and I are anti-SEC. We're just tired of seeing garbage non-conference games and paying 90 bucks for it. So who has, in your humble opinion, the toughest schedule then, Hughie? In 2024, yeah. I, think, I think Texas. I just said Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M. Arkansas champing at the bit to play Texas. Texas A&M champing at the bit to play Texas. Both those games are on the road. I love they it. They welcome in Georgia. Um, you know, I guess you know who, who knows how good Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi State going to be. I don't know, um, it, it, but there are a lot of there's, there's a lot of tough non-conference. Uh, sorry, tough conference games on the road for all these teams. But if you look at Texas specifically, the the idea that you're playing Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M all away from home yes. is a monster. And you got Tennessee playing Georgia and Oklahoma away from home. South Carolina's playing Alabama and Oklahoma away from home. Florida's playing Texas and Tennessee away from home, as well as Georgia, neutral site. So um, there, there's a lot of extremely interesting games in 2024, which what, what appear to be interesting games. Uh, Mike, Mike, here's what it still leaves open to. Um, here, here's, here's Tennessee's non-conference schedule that year now. They do play NC State in one of those stupid uh, neutral site games in Charlotte. There are others are UTC, Kent State, and UTEP on November the 24th. We're still going to look up in that penultimate 
weekend of the SEC play, and it's going to be just clubbing baby seals. Right. That's and that's what you and I have been talking. And, and Tony too. Tony's going back on what he said earlier. No, I'm not. I'm just saying the thing looks hard, uh, Hughie. Okay, okay. I'm not going back. I'm just saying okay. eight okay, games but, but, on paper looks very daunting. It looks very they, difficult. They do look daunting, and then you look at the and, and they are on paper. But the non-conference, I think I said before a couple weeks ago, don't focus on the conference games. Focus on the non-conference games. And that's the problem I have. And the problem, and, and Bino's right. If look, look, Let's look, at, look ahead to the 2024 season. The weekend before Thanksgiving, there's going to be a ton of good games. And the Vols, oh, look, the, the Vols are ranked 12th and they're playing UTEP. Good Lord. Come on, that's the that's the kind of garbage games that I have a problem with, and I would much rather see Tennessee or an LSU and Florida and Alabama and everybody else in the SEC playing a conference game that weekend rather than playing some overmatched team that Bino says like it's your club and baby seal. But you know what? To me, it's trying it's trying to get into the national tournament now. Like our Tennessee baseball team, they didn't go through the front door for this national tournament they're in right now. But they're in the they're in the final eight, baby, the final eight, which in that sport's really like making a final four, right? Yeah. And, and so the point is, that's what they've done here. They've set these sports up. They've made them. They've made them a tournament sports, and now football's going to be one. So I'm thinking like out loud. I'm thinking, why would I grind my? Now that I see that on paper, man, that's hard. You had yeah, one more leak think, into that. Again, Come on, nine, some nine threes trump some ten and twos. And if you're an SEC team that's ten and two and played three, heck, you could potentially play four garbage non-conference opponents because okay, we're we're a we're an SEC team and we're playing a Big Ten team in the non-conference, but the Big Ten is Indiana. And then you're playing UT Martin, you're playing Arkansas State, and you're playing Louisiana Monroe. So if you go ten and two with that non-conference schedule, and somebody else goes nine and three, and they've lost three conference games to Ohio State, Michigan, and USC, well, the team that lost Ohio State, Michigan, and USC deserves to get in over the team that played that non-conference schedule. Hughie Bear, you're my main man. I love you. I appreciate you. It was fun uh, uh, chopping it up with you today. Anything else you'd care to add here on the way out? You've been incredible. No, the NBA draft next week is going to be interesting. You know, everybody focus because the, the Southeast is, is football territory. I think a couple of SEC basketball players mm-hmm. made abysmally poor decisions to enter the draft. Who would they uh, be? I'm sorry? Who would they be? Chris, I think Chris Livingston made a huge mistake. I think Julian Miller made a huge mistake. Um, those guys could get drafted, and Miller, I think Miller's for sure getting drafted. But you come back for a year, and maybe you're top 10 or top 15 rather than fringe first round, and that is a lot of money. Plus, with NIL these days, um, it's you can, you can do well staying in college. Yeah, we saw that with Kennedy Chandler last year. He's out of the league now, which is, you right, know, right. kind of is what it I is. Mean, you, I get you. You want to play pro ball? Maybe you don't like going to class, and if that's the case, that's fine. And you can always play overseas for a long time and make yeah. good money and play in extremely cool places, much cooler than playing, well, in 
certain places in the in the NBA. But uh, I think the advent of NIL makes some of these I'm going pro decisions even more puzzling. I agree with that. And Higgy, you're my man. Thank you, brother. All right, talk to you next week. Good Thanks. talking to you. You know, he, that's a good point he brings up. How about Kennedy Chandler, guys, not even getting through his first year down there? It was really strange. That whole uh, that whole Memphis Grizzly experience last year was really strange. With, uh, yeah, and you heard the news about uh, Ja has been suspended for 25 games to start the 2024 season. There you go. And, Brian, do you think that's the last time that kid will get suspended in his career? Because I'm going to tell you where John Morant's heading. If he doesn't, um, if he doesn't wake up, he's going to get banned from that deal before it's over. He'll be the first guy. They're not going to play with him. But the Kennedy Chandler thing, Brian, did they ever re-sign him? They said they were doing it for some kind of roster move, and they were they were like going to stash him on a roster. What what they do with him? Whatever became of they, that? Yeah, they did. They announced that right before the playoffs began, which was really odd timing. And I haven't heard if I don't think he's back on their roster. So I that's that's my last last time I heard about it. Yeah, the thought was that they were going to stash him, and but, you know the schedule talk is really interesting. And I know people are saying, "Well, you're being a fake and a phony and a fraud." No, I'm just saying it looks really hard at eight games, and I can't imagine what nine's going to look like. I'm just kind of saying that out loud. I mean, it's it, it looks really difficult at eight. I can't imagine what that night's going to look like. And, you know, the goal in these sports now is to get through the regular season in one piece and try and play for it all. At least that's what I want to do here. I mean, can I say that out loud and not offend people? It'll be interesting to see, Tony, how that is viewed, how that's viewed as far as strength of schedule goes. Um, once we get to that point, uh, and I, I, I will say, I will say that I think for stopping at eight games, that they did it about as well as they could do it in um, maintaining uh, the the traditional rivalries, and I think it's equitable across the league. Uh, I, I, it's hard to rank one schedule above the other, and they did not cater to Georgia, did not cater to Alabama. Well, one thing that's for sure about all these, uh, that 2024 schedule drop, is that Mark Thomas, who joins us now, CEO of Zen Sports, they launched last week uh, in our great state, and they've decided to be partner with us, and I couldn't be, Mark, more appreciative as I bring you in today. You guys are getting ready in this state to revolutionize the gambling space, and I really appreciate you jumping in with us and uh, jumping on board with us as well and partnering with us to help get the word out for you. How's the first week been, Mark, as I welcome you in? Yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. Uh, it's been great. Uh, we've had a ton of new sign-ups, a lot of customers coming in, uh, betting uh, multiple times per day, uh, referring others via the referral bonus program we have, and just all around, I think, very excited that we are uh, bringing a fresh new look and feel uh, to the sports betting world. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine, the great Jerry Colquitt, who was telling me that, you know, there's um, there some of these other folks, when you place a bet, are playing games with you because you think you're getting these bonuses, but you're not getting a cash bonus. Right. Whereas with you guys, it's straight cash homie. Talk about that. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's pretty wide and, and has breadth to it, too. So, um, we have a referral bonus program, we have a welcome bonus program, and then we have a loyalty bonus program. 
the referral bonus program, you can refer others to Zen Sports uh, and actually get a percentage of their betting handle and volume for the first six months that they wager. So you're referring others, you're getting actually a piece of their action. So you're highly incentivized to refer others that are actually going to wager. And then those that uh, use your referral code uh, get a larger welcome bonus when they first come in. Um, and then lastly, we have a loyalty program where you can earn cash back bonuses and bonuses for keeping your money in Zen Sports every single month um, based on your play, based on your loyalty and, and staying with Zen Sports. And as you mentioned, it's true cash. So you can actually withdraw the funds directly to your bank account if you want. Or you can, of course, wager with it. But there's no, like, rollover requirement or it's not points that you need to convert to something else. As you mentioned, it's straight up cash, and that's how it should be for for rewarding players that are coming back in and uh, and using our product. And Mark, your team's really impressive. You've assembled Jacob and Allie have been excellent to work with as they've educated me on what's coming. And and mm-hmm. one thing I want to impress upon people is what they're seeing right now is not essentially what's going to be there because there are several pieces to your plan uh, mm-hmm. as you guys look to do different things in the space. Yeah, hundred percent. So. Um, you know, right now, I would say kind of the big differentiators are the bonus program that we just talked about, as well as the fact that we're providing 24 by 7 customer support uh, and the fact that our UX is, I think, simpler than a lot of other products. But as you mentioned, uh, we've actually built a full peer-to-peer sports betting marketplace yep. um, where anybody can come in, create and accept bets with others, uh, create bets with their own odds, their own terms, their yep. own liquidity, um, and either add those to our marketplace for others to accept or share them with friends and colleagues. Um, that's been built and actually, uh, you know, kind of available for quite some time, but not currently live in Tennessee because we have to wait for regulatory approval on that. And so the Tennessee Sports Wagering Advisory Council, who's been absolutely amazing to work with up to this point, um, they need to, you know, go through, get comfortable with those features, make sure um, it's going to be up to snuff for every, you know, for how everybody wants to use it and how it should be used. Uh, and then hopefully, we're hoping, hoping uh, later this year, we get that approval to be able to literally just flip on that switch and then people can start uh, betting with friends. Mark Thomas, CEO of Zen Sports. Yeah, because one of the things, like I was asking those folks, could I get on here and say, hey, because people think, you know, they think I'm a schlep, okay? And they don't (laughs) think I'm very good at this, Mark. And like Bino said last week, Tony, if you threw something out there, Tell them what you said, Bino. How many people would um, would be betting the other side if I if I had a hot take, Bino? Go ahead. Oh, the odds would explode. Probably go off the board. <laughs> he th- <laughs> he, th- he thinks with my track record, uh, Mark, that uh, of picking things that, that we probably would melt your infrastructure. There'd be so many people wanting to get in there. But the truth is, that's kind of what you're going to do it's going to be a different twist on things which is i think that's really exciting yeah and i think the thing is is what you just hit on is kind of the point is that people love to prove that they're right right um they love to say hey i was right he was wrong or she was wrong and so the whole point of the peer-to-peer is almost exactly that and and putting your money where your mouth is because you see all the time on twitter or other social media hey this is going to happen and all you get is a, a fight with words back and forth with people well forget that just bet on it put the money on it right uh that's the true test of whether you're right or wrong and so i think that really is kind of what it's all about um is being able to create your own bet and say this is what i believe is going to happen and if you think that other person on the other side is totally you know dead wrong then you can take the other side and again put your money where your mouth is which i think is really refreshing um you know versus just a verbal uh back and forth as to what each other uh what each other thinks 
Well, I know one thing. We're going to have a heck of a lot of fun with that when that switch gets uh, hit. But in the meantime, tell folks how they can learn more, Mark Thomas, CEO of Zen Sports, about what you guys are doing as you launch in our great state toward what should be a really exciting, entertaining football season coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to zensports.com, all one word, uh, and uh, download either the Android app from our website or uh, go to the App Store uh, and download the iPhone, iOS app uh, from there. Again, Zensports, all one word. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter, uh, at Zensports. That's where we have a lot of promotions, deals, uh, updates, that sort of thing that people can follow along and and check out what we've got going on. So I'd say those are kind of the the key ones, Uh, website. Uh, app store and uh, our Twitter. Yeah, and again, if you're a if if you because it was confusing to me, if you are a uh, Android guy like me, you've got to go to the website and get the app. Uh, you're not going to get it uh, in the Google Play Store. So that's is, yeah, that's coming to the Play Store soon. Yeah, okay, okay. recently allowed for uh, gambling apps, so we will oh, be in the Play Store soon. In the meantime, you have to download the Android app from the website. See, I know how difficult all that can be because when we created our app, Mark, we had to wait to get approval from everybody, and you know, it's just, um, it's just one of those things, you know. And, and you really, you're at their mercy, which is kind of how yep. all this works. And we're not going to argue with those people. We're going to, you know, play by the rules and do our thing. But uh, Mark, uh, you, the CEO of Zen Sports, Mark Thomas, anything else you care to add here on the way out? And I really hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's been great talking with you. Uh, we're super excited to be in Tennessee. Uh, it is absolutely the first best state of all the 36 states that have legalized sports betting uh, for us to go into. Uh, we're just thrilled with the response. We're thrilled with the regulators and how great they've been to work with uh, and just can't wait to continue to improve upon uh, our product and uh, bring sports betting to the masses. I know with the folks you got around you, your team's really impressive. And, Mark, it was great to make thank your you. acquaintance. And I thank you, my friend. Thank you for jumping in with us, brother. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Tony. Thanks for having me. I mean, you know, I appreciate your time today. Have a great day. Have All a great right. weekend. Yeah, you too. Mark Thomas, CEO of Zen Sports. Brian Hartman, get to your question now that you asked earlier. And I want to ask the living listener, uh, Brian, to respond to this regarding the College World Series, Brian, because it's a very interesting question. I had a guy. Let me set this up. I had an email the other day, Bino, from somebody who said, and I don't know if he understands what we do. I'm not trying to talk down to him, but I am going to talk to him or talk to people that feel this way. He said, you know, Tony, you guys keep having this discussion about who the starter should be tomorrow and or who the starter should be Saturday. He said, shouldn't we just be happy to be here? Shouldn't we just be happy to be here and... Like, in other words, we've made it. We've gone further than we thought we were ever going to go. Shouldn't we just be happy to be here? And and my answer to that is no. 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 Look, the ba- baseball is a sport where when you have a life, you have a chance. And when you have a chance, you, you want to see what you feel like should be the lineup, should be the lineup. What you feel like should be, who should be pitching, should be pitching. Bino, you see what I'm saying? His point was, you know, you guys discussing that is kind of diminishing the fact that we're here. And I think there's an honest, robust discussion to be had of, you could take a 22-year-old kid and throw him out there six days later in, uh, in, in Dolander tomorrow night. 
Don't you think, Pino? Or am I missing yeah. something? No, Tony, the, the, you know, we're, uh, I, I think this program's gotten to the point and the staff is good enough, uh, to where, uh, you, you should expect to win some games out there this time. Uh, you know, what I would like to see Tennessee do is get to a point where they can play for an opportunity to play in, in the best two out of three. That would take winning two games to do that. You, if you won two games, you would be in a spot to where you're playing for an opportunity to uh, to play uh, best best two out of three. Um, I I, uh, I don't think it's crazy at all, Tony, uh, to consider pitching Dolander. Uh, yeah, it would only be on six days rest, um, but I mean that's uh, that's not terribly uncommon. I mean, you do that two or three times a year. When you go from a Friday through Sunday series to a Thursday through Saturday series, um, now um, and you know I'm sure there's some temptation there for the for the coaching staff to try to to pit Dolander uh, against Skeens. Um, personally, I wouldn't do it. Uh, I I know it's only one day less rest, but it's it's pitching in the biggest game that you've pitched in right after the most challenging physically and mentally cha- uh, physical and mental start uh, that you had on the season. I personally would not do it. Uh, I also think it's, it, it has a tinge of desperation to it. And I don't think that's a message you want to send to Dolander to Lindsay or, or to your team, but I, I don't discount that thought at all. I, I don't think it's a, a crazy thought. Uh, I don't think it's a push. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think it's a reach. Yeah, and and I don't think it diminishes what these guys have done to have that discussion. Oh no, I, and I didn't answer that correctly. No, I I don't think it diminishes what they've done uh, at at all. I I think their intention is to go out there and win the thing. Yeah, and and Tony, man, Tony's like in a Tony's all <laughs> Tony's always in a mood to fight. He wasn't real. <laughs> he wasn't real thrilled with the experience last weekend. But what are you going to do? And which is a great point, John Adams brought up. No, Mike Rooney brought this up yesterday to us of ESPN. This Tennessee team's been really tested. They've been as tested as maybe anybody in the field. They're one of two teams that has not played a home game during the postseason. And truthfully, I think it's a good thing. People climbed all over me, and I'm going to pat myself on the back because God knows I don't do that enough. But I'll tell you this. People climbed all over me last week when I said it was a good thing to be on the road. It was a good thing to be on the road. It was a good thing to be on the road, Bino. You burned up that other team's pitching. You burned that team's pitching staff up. You were you were absolutely correct. You know that team. Here's my question about us. We're having an honest discussion of how long you can stick around out there. Do you hit the baseball enough to have a long stay? Now I know Jared Dickey's banged up. He's got to start hitting. I mean, you can't hit 150. Blake Burke just every once in a while can't have two hit. Can't go like two for 16. You know, if we're going to have a long stay there. Yeah, I agree. They have to step up from what they've done. Uh, I think the good thing is if you can continue to pitch at the level 
and fielded at the level uh, yep. that we have, uh, then it's not – it no longer becomes about how many hits you get. It's when you get them and how you use them. We finally got to that point with both our pitching and our defense where we didn't have to score six, seven, eight runs. All right. Well, I'll say this, Bean Star. Brian, you had a question for the living listener. Let's let's chop it up here. What's the question, Brian? What are your expectations for Omaha, and what are what do you think are reasonable expectations yep. for this team? Yep. Let's define success here. I'm not afraid to look into the camera and say, tell me what's a successful stay. Is it just arriving, just showing up, playing competitively? Is that success? Is it winning one game? Would that be a successful trip? Be better than last time, two years ago. Be the best showing they've had in the Vitello era. Would winning two games be a success? Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. If you come out of the loser bracket, to get to that championship series, it would be four games, right? You've got to win. It's a five-game gauntlet yeah, to get there. Yeah, it's just like the it's set up just like the regionals were set up. You got four teams. It's double elimination. And what you have to keep in mind with the expectations is Tennessee side of the bracket is loaded. Loaded. It isn't what Ole Miss had last year. What they had to face no, last year. No, because Ole Miss last year played in a field where only two of the top eight seeds got there. But you know. Vitello needs to win a few, a couple games this time, so no one can hold it against him that he's never won a game in Omaha. Yep. I think it's important they do win a game or two, at least. Give me a word that begins at B, Bino, that means flat land. They'll be calling him like the Barnes of the Basin, Bino, if he <laughs> if he doesn't win some game if he doesn't win some games out now, there. That's what I'm not saying they should. Poor Barnes catches strays in late June. Tough crowd. That's what's going to happen. Probably it's going to. It's a tough crowd sometimes, and that's what's going to happen. I'm not. I don't think they. Should, I don't. I'm not saying they should. Poor Barnsy catching strays. You know, somehow, Tony, in the somehow in both the celebration of winning a super regional and the the intro show before we go into College World Series, you found a way somehow. To take a couple of shots. It was not me. No, it was Brian said, but people are going to say about Tony Valls that he can't get it done out there if he doesn't at least win a game. He didn't mention Barnes. But that's what you did. But that's what you were doing, right, Brian? You were mentioning Barnes when you did that, weren't you, Brian? No, I wasn't even. I wasn't even thinking about Rick Barnes. Let's go to the phone. (laughs) Tony Vitello made it to the. He made it to the pinnacle of his sport. Oh, there's a shot. Now Barnes is catching another stray from Brian. Before it's over, Bino, you'll be taking a shot at him. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hello, is it me? Yeah, you're live on the air. Welcome in. Thank you. Thanks for having me live on the air. Um, I just wanted to ask you, gentlemen, there have been some really good articles recently written about how the baseball team has been the catalyst for the incredible sports turnaround at Tennessee, the everything school is starting to present themselves and i agree with that i would imagine that you all do as well you know i I haven't really thought about it um the thing i'll forever remember um when i'm hopefully on my rocking chair one day is that 2021 season where we were keeping our distance from each other and we just gotten sports back on the campus and that baseball team 
breathe life into everything around here. It was the 2021 team that breathed that life. And since then, this this campus has been just on a high. This place has been on like a sports, like a sugar high almost. So I guess you could say they were the catalyst. Bino, didn't you tell Tony Valls that to his face last year? What did you say to Tony Valls, Bino? I agree with the caller 100%. I told Tony he started the fire. Yep. Yep, like Ryan on The Office. And, and you know, the truth is that I don't see the fire going out anytime soon. Not with that baseball program. Not with that Josh Heupel. Those are two bright, young, innovative, in-their-prime coaches. A lot of good times are ahead here um, to the living sports fan. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, and that's, I guess that's the reason for my call right now. So as they go back to the College World Series and you look at where the school is, I am of the mindset that the Tony Vitello hire was critical. It was seminal. That's really the reason for the transformation. And that takes me to this point, and that is that I genuinely believe the Tennessee fan base, and frankly the Tennessee media, was inaccurate and and even mean-spirited in its coverage of athletic director John Curry. Curry is the one who hired Vitello. And if you look at what John Curry has done, at the smallest university in the Power Five, they're also an everything school. Yep. They got a great new hire in Forbes. They yep. got the number one team in baseball. They're playing in they're playing in um, bowl games every season. And yep. I just think it would be good for the record to be set straight. The other participants in that debacle are the ones who, in my opinion, should receive more scrutiny. The the Bev Davenports, the Joe D. Pietro. I think that's right. You know, I was talking to a guy yesterday about that very thing. It's interesting you'd bring that up. I was talking with an administrator, longtime administrator in college sports yesterday, and we were talking about Curry. And you know, Curry's a strange guy, right? He's got kind of a strange manner to him. Nah, he's, I, I disagree. But he's got I, I, well, he is. He's a strange guy. But he's got have a you knack. Met him? Have you spent time with him? I, I I don't find that to be the case. That's fine. He's got a knack about, he no question has a knack about finding people. Um, And the thing that Curry did is when he went off the grid and did his thing with um, uh, the late great pirate, uh, he, he opened it up for them to blast him and discard him. And really what it became was, he became the focal point instead of the fact that they were going to hire a deeply damaged guy that nobody would touch. And, and I will say this. Athletic directors at the SEC level do not hire football coaches. Football coaches are hired by the owner-operator boosters at this level. And it was the Haslam's decision and their appointed people's decision to bring uh, Greg Schiano in here. So that was way out of Curry's hands. I'll agree with you on that, sir. I will agree with yep. you. That's and, the truth. The other, the, other, the other silent partner in that exchange was Peyton Manning, also wanted Schiano. Correct. Peyton Manning, if you would grab, pull him aside today, would tell you that he would have done a really nice job here. Like, they, don't, they didn't see anything wrong with it, which was really strange. But that you are speaking the truth. And you're, I think you're right about Vitello. I think his hire, because look, as Chris Burke said one week ago on here, he's doing it 
with the 13th rated, here's what we've been trained to believe around here, that it's all about money, it's all about facilities, and he's proving it's all about people. Yeah, it is. All it's about all people. All about people. It's all about people at the highest levels. The reason that things are going so well, in my opinion, and I'm right. a school and an alum, is that they've got the varsity on the field at the highest level. That's right. Plowman is impressive. Very much. Uh, and, and, and Danny White is extremely impressive. Very much. And that matters. I mean, do you remember what Jeremy Foley did at Florida? Very much. Before he got there and in the aftermath. So I just think, I think getting the AD right, which is great, is great. President is important. Yep. All of that stuff matters, and it's all laying out, and it's just a great time. And I, I was just—I think John Curry should be somebody. If you look back, Bev Davenport, Joe DiPietro, Jimmy Cheek—I I do feel like there oh, was more Cheek. blame on those groups than the others. Oh my God! Thank you. And when you have Jimmy Cheek out there, that thing he did at that press conference, and that's your high representation. And Bev Davenport, no offense to her, she was as goofy as all get out. And we consider her like a firewall, but really those people were the ones that signed off on that. That's the truth. That guy's kind of speaking the truth. She didn't she nix the Seattle hire? Yeah, Brian, when everybody something? when everybody but she they're the ones that approved it. See that that is the truth. But what you do with your football coaches is your owner-operator boosters are the ones that hire football coaches. Now, in the case of Danny White, he had a lot more autonomy than generally is a case. Why? Because Tennessee was totally desperate at that point. See, that's a that's an ex, that's a real outlier in the way football coaches are usually hired. So, and sometimes it's better to be lucky than good because Tony Elliott would be the coach here right now. Sometimes it's better be lucky than good. But, you know, um, yesterday on here, John Adams made a good point, which is Woody Woody was going to be, uh, was another hire that uh, Curry made. Chris Woodruff, who's done a spectacular job with that tennis program. And that was a promotion from within, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a spectacular hire, there. though. It's a spectacular that decision. Is... You, you and I talked before, Tony. Uh, we we brought the old Persuaders song up. It's a thin line between love and hate. If Dan Mullen doesn't do just an about face, uh, John Curry might still be here. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. So we'd be having meatloaf every Saturday in the fall, right? And I don't think Mullen would still be here, but uh, John Curry might. <laughs> yeah. Well. I think, you know, Mullen could have been a solid coach here. The problem with Dan Mullen is, and see, this is the difference between Tony Valls and the rest of these people. I know this for a fact. As soon as, as soon as they got eliminated in, um, down there in Hoover, Hoover, they got right on the plane and went recruiting. Okay. You tell, well, you need to do that. As he went recruiting they, after Monday night. Boom! Like, That's the point. The rest of these people are celebrating with their friends out there at the Italian uh, pizzeria. Because Bino wants to always drag his ethnicity into the conversation here. And what did he do? He went recruiting. Everybody else out celebrating. He says, man, it ain't going to stop for you. Man, I'm married to this.
He means it. Let me tell you something. The way this guy's tracking, I somebody asked me the other day, who's the first coach over there, first program's going to win the national championship? I mean, that's a lot of luck involved in that. But I ranked it him and Heupel. Those are my two. If you take those four or five programs that we look at, you want to throw softball and women's basketball in there, him or Heupel or my, would be my answers. 865-200-5402. What's a quality showing this weekend? You tell me. Or this, uh, this coming, hopefully this coming week. Hopefully we're out there in a week still playing. That'd be beautiful. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. How my friends and compatriots doing today? Dub your Lynn. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm fired up. Uh, now, Tony, let me get this straight. You're playing at Fountain City Park tomorrow from 4 to 7. That would be absolutely correct, sir. And uh, are you going to be in the, in, the, in the bandstand that they have built, I'm assuming? The bandstand. Mm-hmm. The bandstand. Well, well, me and, a, me and a friend are coming by. You know, that's our old stomping grounds. We grew up there. The bandstand, so. my friend. The bandstand. Are you coming? Yes, I'm coming. Will you sing uh, a tune with us? I want you to come up and God. sing... Um, <laughs> Let's see. Folsom Prison Blues, W. Lynn. And you're no, I tones. I'm not singing anything. But, you know, don't you think that W. Lynn would do a great spoken word, Folsom Prison Blues, in his voice? No question. Absolutely no uh, We question. will film it. We'll put it on the blog, W. Lynn, and we'll have a grand old time. I don't know about all that, Tony. So, but... I do want to see, and I'm sure I'll see some old friends out there, uh, Central Lights, people from Fountain City School. Yep. So we're, my plan is to go there, and then we're going straight to a place to watch the game. Boom! And I'm so fired up, you're having a watch party again on uh, Monday. Monday. Win, lose, or draw. What do you say, my friend? What do you say? Win, lose, or draw. What's going to happen tomorrow, W. Lynn? I say win, and for me to be happy, real happy, I'm happy right now. Yes. But I'm saying a, a complete success to me would be going two and two, which would make you finish in a tie for third in the country. Bino, would is, you agree with that? The two and two, that sounds like a worth, I won't say goal, because you want to win it, and you got the pitching to oh, win Oh, yeah, it. I want to win the but whole thing. But that would be a great showing. Two and two, Bino, would be a really good show. I want it at least unpack my gear this time because if you're going yes. monday afternoon that is a bummer you haven't even unpacked your clothes if you go if you if that happens if that happens yeah i'm on the same page with w lynn i want to win two games which means you're playing for your bracket championship boom yeah and i figured it out the quickest way to the national title is to go three and zero in the first bracket and then go two and oh in the second which would be five and oh that's five games the longest way to win the national title is you would go four and one in the first bracket and two and one which is six and two eight games so it's a difference between five and eight games over about 12 days i i think our pitching ought to be fine in either one of those categories boom well the the as you tried to explain yesterday, W. Lynn, you can't get way ahead game-wise in a four-team double elimination tournament. If you lose your first game 
and make it back to the team that wins the winner's bracket, they'll be playing their third game and you'll be playing your fourth. And yeah. with most teams, I'm guessing our fourth and fifth starters are better than their third and fourth. You guys don't know much about that from your softball. Like that, that whole double elimination thing, for a guy like me with my pea brain and most people listening, it screws with us. But you guys can follow it, so more power to you, both of you. You don't know, Tony, how many times the last few days I've had to explain the whole Exactly. No, that's the, that's the point. Because and basically you play, the simple way to explain it is, you're going to play, those four teams are playing until everybody loses two games but one team. That's just the way to, that's, that's the most simple way to understand that. You play till everybody loses two games except one team, they advance. And, it, you know, I, I'm just so fired up about it. I wish I could go. Uh, I, I think we'll have plenty of orange there. And, uh, of course, you know, LSU will have a lot of fans. They plan their vacations around it, you know. So, well. but, but, you know, let, let's do the best we can. And, and moving on to the football schedule, I have some interesting stats here. In basketball, we play 18 conference games out of 31. That's 58% of your total schedule. In baseball, we play 30 out of 56. That's 54% of your total schedule. In football, if you play 8 out of 12, that's 67% of your schedule. So even if you just play 8, you're way ahead percentage-wise of what you do. And, Tony, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Barnes always points out to the non-conference games to get our RPI up or whatever they use now in basketball. And that's what football should be. We should be playing two power five conferences everybody well, every year. You are right. And here's the thing, W. Lynn. These people are going to, because they're pigs. If you leave them to their own desires, they're pigs. They'll play four, four, uh, four one-double-A games because really, Bino, the football coaches are the ones that have all the power. But the thing I like about a playoff format, and, and, and hear me here, okay, those of you that are true traditionalists, and I'm one of them. I'm a traditionalist. Bino will tell you, for years and years, I argued for the, for the playoffs to remain intact. I, and I never wanted to go to a 14 playoff, and I hate a 14 playoff. The thing about a 12-team playoff is it's more like it. It opens up the deal. And when you yeah. open it up to many teams, probably, what, 25 or 30 teams could compete in a 12-team playoff just for that last spot or the last couple of spots. It's going to force you in your non-league to play some people. Watch and see if that doesn't happen. The days of two 1AA games showing up on these schedules, Bino, is gone because if you slip up and lose a game or two, you're going to get punished for that. I re- now, I could be idealistic on here, but, but that is my read on this early on. I think an eight-game schedule with two pretty good games, like a UCLA and a uh, Florida, uh, um, um, what's it, uh, Central Florida, or yeah, somebody like that. I think that, um, I think, Bino, that's what's going to happen here. Am, am I being idealistic, Beanstar? Uh, I, I, I hope you're right, Tony. Uh, I don't think these ADs will ever play more than one real challenging non-conference opponent. Well, if it costs them a playoff spot, and they're forced to get in line, they will. 
I believe yeah, that. That's what, I, that's what I think. I mean, like the year we lost to Georgia State, yep. BYU, you're done. Yep. You know, after that, you know. And it, it might take that. Game. It might take that W. Lynn for us to get their attention. It might take for somebody to get left behind, and then all of a sudden, guess what? They're going to get religion. I've got to ask Bino one question. Bino, did you watch the reveal on the SEC network? Uh, no. Bino did I, I did. You did, Bino? I did. Impressive. What did you think about him using the term the autonomous five instead of power five? Uh, I thought Tony, I thought he he described that about as well as it could be described. I mean, I, I don't, I'm never going to call anything the autonomous five. I'm uh, not but, either. Uh, well, I'm telling you, the Magnificent Seven over in the ACC, the Autonomous Five, and the, well, I can't say it out loud, the the blank pair that was referring to that as the Autonomous Five the other night. Hey, W. Lynn, thank you. The Autonomous Five. I literally am going to walk outside and vomit in Linda Blair style. The Autonomous Five. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late-model, low-mileage, one-owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace 
the police with the helpful hardware folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents J.D. Darling. Now I'm punch drunk, love struck, shook up, baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of J.D.'s new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. J.D. Darling, live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixieland Management. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. I'm going back to our phones. The contingent of people that are out in Omaha for Tennessee is amazing. Matt Dixon, as I put on the blog, is driving there, Bino. That's some serious dedication as a sports fan to drive some to drive that far to go to a sporting event, Bean Star. Matt Dixon is an absolute animal. Yep. He's a mathlete, is what he is. He's a mathlete. And you know what they got? They got upper boots. So we're gonna go back to our phones at eight six five two hundred five four zero two on a Friday. Bino, Jeff Henderson's in the house. We're blessed to have him. Rice fans, rice fans, rice. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Live on the show. You're on the Basilio Show on a Friday. Hello. Tony B. Hey, Hello. Richard. Good afternoon to you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, good afternoon to you guys as well, man. I tell you what, it's, uh, it's Happy World Series Friday. Can't so. beat it, brother. No, you can't. A, little, uh, a lot of baseball and uh, looking forward to it. And, uh, uh, you know, as we, like I said, defining success in this tournament, yes, I would like to see us go deep uh, in this tournament and at least make it to the finals of our side of the bracket. But, boy, I tell you what, we got in the tough side of the bracket, didn't we? Um, when you look at our side, man, it's it's loaded. Uh, compared to the other side of the bracket. But, you know, I was looking at that, and if they did a reseeding, Tony, you probably realize that if they reseeded 
these, this uh, this World Series that probably the SEC would have had all three teams on the opposite side of the bracket. You would have had Florida at two, LSU at three, and Tennessee probably at a six seed in this thing if they reseeded. You thought about that? No, I, I haven't thought about it in, in those terms, Richard, but you're you're correct. Because Oral Roberts would have been the eighth seed. We know that. So it had been, who do you put as the six and seven, Tennessee or TCU? It's the same side of the bracket. Because all the other teams. Yeah, I think Stanford could have been Tennessee, Stanford, TCU in some order, five, six, seven. Now, Stanford being the eighth seed coming in would have been ahead of us. So um, they were still giving uh, the strength to them as being seeded teams. So, the odds makers say Tennessee actually has better odds to win the championship than Stanford does. From what I looked at, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you, but we know that odds makers and and the people who rank stuff mean nothing. <laughs> so they, those those guys never go together. Yeah. But I'm excited, man. I can't wait to see how this team plays. And uh, uh, the pitching has been great. We've talked about our pitching. If it if it's on cue, yep. we can play with anybody in the country. And our pitching has been on cue, and we've gotten there. The one thing, though, Tony, that does worry me going into this thing when I look at Wake Forest, and I do look at LSU, do we have the offensive punch? Because when you get to Omaha, uh, you're just not going to play gorilla ball in Omaha. You've got to have back-to-back-to-back hits. you got to string together things. you got to scratch a run here, a run there. And that what that's what makes all the difference. And we got a lot of guys coming in this with very low batting averages. That's that, terrible. You know, can we? Yeah, can we play for that one beginning and expect in Omaha that one beginning will carry us through? We've that's had my word. over the weekend. We had like five automatic outs in that lineup, and you just cannot, you can't continue to live like that and beat quality competition. And I consider Southern Miss a quality baseball team. I mean, that was a, oh, absolutely. That was a quite a feat. Essentially, what Tennessee did is they bunched runs together in a couple of innings and got exemplary pitching and very good defense. And, look, we know the pitching is going to be good. We don't know if the defense is going to continue to be up to snuff because, you know, at times they've that's reared its ugly head. They've got to hit the ball better. Uh, look, you can't hit 205 as a team in a tournament and have success. That's just not going to work. Yeah, and, and Inslee in center field, Tony, can't be booting those balls like he did well, in Southern Miss. And he's in a big, and he's going to be in a big park again, which yeah. I think will, um, I think will help this time around. I, I think that that experience, again, I think playing down there versus playing in Lindsey Nelson Stadium, I think it calloused them a little bit, toughened them up for what's about to happen. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But man, just reaching the pinnacle, like I said, I like y'all's analogies this week. Um, you know, baseball, it's the World Series. Basketball, it's the Final Four. Yep. Uh, college football now, it's the playoff. You know, I kind of look at the Super Regional as being like an Elite Eight. I look at the, you know, the, the, if you get into New Year's Six Bowls like Tennessee did last year, it's kind of like a Super Regional or an Elite Eight. You're at that next level, um, to the finals. So, you know, it, it, it's been a tremendous successful, uh, season. For Tennessee sports and be, just, be uh, now, just I, I think well, Richard, I appreciate you and I, I thank you for the call. It's always good to hear from you. Bino, I think he's got a great point in this. One would say, well, there's eight teams left. It's really the elite eight. Tennessee's in now. There are several hundred really good baseball teams. We've seen it this year, and it's a crazy sport, and it's really hard to get to a World Series. And I consider that a Final Four appearance in basketball. 
No, I, I, I think that's fair, Tony. You've reached, you've reached the last destination you could possibly reach in your sport. The last site that anything's going to be played at, you're there. And, and to me, I equate it to like a college 12-team playoff, you know? Now, a 14 playoff in the College World Series, we'd have an argument. But a 12-team college football playoff, uh, a Final Four in basketball, uh, a College World Series, I, I think those things, I think those things equate. I think that's right, Richard. Because, um, look, we're always trying to put something in a context we can all kind of understand. It's really hard to get to one of these World Series. If you look at Tim Corbin, it took them a, it took him a long time down there at Vanderbilt to get the one. And you know, Brian has the numbers today on the blog. You know, even among these teams that these are tradition rich teams, you know, these college world series appearance don't grow on trees. They just don't. And Tony's been there wow. twice in three years and would have been there probably three out of four, although you can't say that. That's a lesson last year taught us. You can't say probably would have been but they would have been in position to get there for sure yeah and i tell you i would put i would put the college world series if you compare it to what we've got coming in a college football playoff i i think it's i think it's the final eight and i think it's it's what's what would be equivalent of winning your first round game in a in a 12-team playoff now that's interesting so winning a round in the playoffs I just know one thing. This Tennessee team is really fortunate to still be here. They really are. You think about that down to your last strike against Clemson, that Saturday night game, and they've played sound baseball. That's what's gotten them there, which I didn't think this team was capable of doing that. I feel like I'm kind of stuck in the middle of I'd be disappointed if they – didn't win a game this time, but if you told me in mid-April when they were five and ten in the SEC that they would get to a College World Series, I'd have been elated. Well, and then so you, there you, is that to, there is that to consider I, when you're answering when you're answering that question. I find that accurate because Brian, at the end of the day, last year's team would have carried a ton of pressure into Omaha. This team has none, none, like zero. Zero. These guys weren't supposed to be there. You know, if if, they, if LSU gets beat tomorrow night, they're in trouble of going 0-2 because that would be schemes. And he views schemes up. Brian, if Tennessee nicks LSU, they're going to be us two years ago. That's exactly what's going to happen to them. It's yeah, a great point. They're going to feel the pressure to win with schemes because they know they don't have much behind them. Bino, I wrote in the blog today, Orange Throat wrote it, he's right. The goal tomorrow is not necessarily to knock Skeens out, it's to outlast him. And I think the way you outlast him is run that pitch count up. And that means Maui Ahuna can't come to the plate tonight with an 0-2 count. Be selective. Even if you've got to get in the hole a little bit, be selective on this guy, Beanstar. Yeah, I, I, think, we ha- I think we have to stretch him out. Um, ab- absolutely. And I I'm not sure, Tony, but I mean, what he threw, did he throw seven against us in that 5 2 game? Uh, and I believe. 7.2, I believe, innings. I think he was 7.2 innings. 
I think. And were, two, were we not still in the game when he went out? Two to one game. And then we had a dropped toss to first base. Yes. That opened the gates for them. That's correct. Yes, I think that's right. In fact, we were so, in all three of those games and blew them out and won, to your point. But go ahead. So that's a, a you know, be in the game when he exits. That's the, that's what you want. 865-200-5402. I have a sneaking suspicion that Dickey's really going to hit the baseball uh, this week, and I hope I don't put the kibosh on him. I have a sneaking feeling he's going to break out. Blake Burke, I'm not so sure about. But, you know, Blake Burke is such an enigma because those two balls he hit hard usually mean a guy's going to come out of it. And then that final game the other night where he was swinging at literally every – he had two of the worst at-bats maybe we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah, he, he did, Tony. I, I've been uh, – Blake surprised me. Tw- I was at the Mississippi State game when he hit the home runs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to launch him. Then he didn't hit another home run until his bomb there at Southern Miss. Um, and then he comes right back the next day and looks lost again. So uh, I, 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 he just can't find himself right now, Tony. I'll, and I'll be surprised if he walks out to Omaha and all of a sudden finds it there. When he swung at that ball that almost hit him and fouled it off, and then he swung at those two pitches that were – 15 feet outside, like not even close. That's when you know, as somebody who played that sport, not at a high level, to high school, but that's when you know you you don't you want to be anywhere else but in that batter's box. And that is a tough, tough place to be when you're going to face Paul Skeens tomorrow night. Let's go back to the phones. That said, watch him hit a bomb off of him because that's how crazy and random the game is, and he's certainly capable as we get our next call in. By the way, tomorrow night, as soon as the game goes final, we'll be live. Garza Law, extra innings, and uh, we will have uh, Evan Russell on, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. He'll be in the house with me, along with Dixie, who's live out there. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, Tony. It's Doug and Jaxie. Hey, Doug and Jaxie. Long time no talkie, my friend. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice, although I hear it a lot. You just don't hear my voice. But uh, I want you guys to pray for me. Uh, Wifey and I are driving towards Orlando. She has a 2 p.m. appointment appointment at the Gucci store. So please pray for my bank account. I thought you were going to go with something serious. But, yeah, you are in my (laughs) prayers. (laughs) She's right here if you want to say hello to her. Well, she has, uh, she has, she has, you got champagne taste, huh? I love that. I love champagne taste. Nothing like it. <laughs> Don't give us champagne. There you go. I tell you what, from the Gucci store, I'd probably get me a handkerchief or something, Doug. You know? Maybe, maybe I, yeah. She's, she, I'm dropping her off and then I'm going to like the Nike outlet or something. There you go. You know? I'm just going to hand her the plastic and say, you know, don't worry about the mortgage payment this month. I used to work in a pizzeria right outside of Philly. This is true. And they would bring a shipment in, and the guy in the back, I was a young kid. I was really too young to even appreciate what I was saying. But they they would get off the uh, off the planes, you know, the fake Rolex watches and the fake Gucci bags. And he would keep them in the back room. <laughs> 
which is really, I mean, looking back on that, which is really kind of great, because as a kid, I didn't really appreciate what I was seeing, but nothing like a bunch of fake Rolex watches and fake Gucci bags. Well, and we're going to the Philippines in a couple of weeks, and I try to tell, like, why don't we just get all that fake stuff over there? No. Yeah, because truly nobody will know the difference, and that's the point, man. That's the point here. I can tell. I yeah, can but tell. that's not that's that's not the point. Nobody else well, can. The, the men can't 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 tell the difference, but the women can. Well, now isn't that where uh, Deion Sanders shop for football players in Colorado? Interesting. What was that with Tom? <laughs> Interesting. But anyway, I want to talk to this. I heard about the. Uh, Excuse me about the schedule, and I'm good with eight games and one power five. I think when you get into ten or eleven, that's tough. Let's look back on 2022. How smart of it was Tennessee to have? You know, we had Florida, LSU, Alabama back to back to back. How smart was it to have? You know, kind of a FCS team type team before Florida, a bye week between Florida. LSU, and then after Alabama, we had was it UT Martin, one of those games. And I remember watching that game, and and the commentators, I don't know if it was Tom Hart or not, they said, "Boy, that's some smart scheduling having this game after Alabama." Because could you imagine if we would have had? I don't, I don't know if that Kentucky game would have been such a blowout if we would have had them immediately after Alabama. Well, the optics too. Like I didn't like the optics of buying out an Army last year. But it yeah. turns out, I don't know, uh, Bino, Jeff, if if Tennessee beats Alabama last year, if they'd have played Army in that spot where they were going to play them. Because I don't know how beat up you'd have gotten. And you and I both come from military backgrounds, and I thought it was kind of um, sad to buy them out. But it's probably the right thing to do, Beanstar. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't for it, Tony. Uh, and I, I love Army's football program, but I would never schedule them. And face all that cut blocking nonsense, uh, period. No, not in this era. I'm, I'm feeling your pain there. So, Doug, I think, because Bino and Hughie are upset with me, and Brian's upset with me, because Brian wants to play nine or ten league games, which I think is just foolish talk. Or ten, He wants to play ten of them. I think if you look at those schedules openly and honestly, and you say to yourself, I want to compete for a playoff at the University of Tennessee. Why do I need to play nine league games? Here's the truth, right? This is what the SEC could say to everybody else if they stayed at eight. Football here is just harder. It's just harder. The league is just more difficult. You guys better play nine league games. Your nine and your ten will equal our eight. Exactly. Absolutely. 100%, especially when you bring, you know, Oklahoma – and Texas in there, and if you think about it, just think if you had, like if you look back at our schedule and you had Florida, LSU, Alabama, and those five conference games were, and then we had uh, Kentucky and Georgia, what if you throw a Texas in the middle of that? That's a gauntlet. I mean, that's the very definition of a gauntlet. And we go back to 2020 when we had those ten games, when we lost that game to, uh, to Georgia, and then we went into that Kentucky game, and then after that, it was just the season was basically over. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a gauntlet, and those kids need some rest. Those major kids, those major college kids, 
they do need a rest. And how important is it when you have when Alabama beats you up and you know you get that emotional win and you kind of have a little bit of a, a quote unquote bye game um, that huge that's huge, especially when you get towards the end of the season because that you can't do you can't do a ten game gauntlet or you know and ten or eleven game gauntlet. You need some of those quote unquote bye games. But I think with eight conference games and then you have one Power Five opponent that you play, that's plenty, especially in the uh, in the SEC. Because if you get, you know, if you go six and two in the SEC versus seven and two in the Big Ten, you're, that six and two SEC team is likely way bigger, way stronger than the the Big Ten or the ACC or whatever conference you got out there. As long as you don't play a crip schedule with your other four games, you can't have an embarrassing schedule. I think you got to play one or two pretty good games, which I think again the intersectional rivalry, intersectional rivalry thing, is something that I appreciate as well. We don't want to get too, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, um, incestuous. Yeah, with with our scheduling. I mean, we want to open the look, world up a little bit. Look at our look at our 2023 schedule. You know, Virginia's a Power 5 team, which they're not, you know, I mean, they're a quality team, but I guess they're on the downward uh, trend right now. But our other non-Power 5 team, I looked at it, they're ranked in the top 25. So that's not going to be an easy game. So you got a Power 5 team, then uh, a lower division team that's ranked in the top 25. So we got a gauntlet this year. That Texas San Antonio bunch is no joke. I appreciate you, Doug. Be safe. All right, see you. Thank Thanks, you, guys. brother. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. See, Bino, I just think if you stayed at eight, you would be able. They're not going to stay at eight, though. They're going to go three and six. And one of the tells, South Carolina is off Tennessee's schedule this year, which means, I think, it means Tennessee's three permanents are going to be Kentucky, Vanderbilt. And Alabama. Now, how they placate Nick Saban remains to be seen because they're not going to pull Alabama off Tennessee's schedule. They're probably going to pull LSU off Alabama's schedule, would be my guess, because they're not going to break up the Alabama Auburn deal either. Or do you think uh, you know, they just force him to play LSU? I, I think that the eight-game schedule that they threw them this year uh, is a message to Nick Saban that he's going to play Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU when it goes to nine. We're just going to give you someone else you can pummel for that nine. Yeah. Maybe like um, Vanderbilt's a semi-rotator on their deal. You know, the Big Ten has an interesting schedule they've come up with where Penn State doesn't have any common opponents in any year. You could always do that in this league with somebody that doesn't have any gravitas. I mean, you could always take a Missouri, for instance, and do that with them, Bino, to balance out a schedule or do it with a couple teams. Because what would it matter to any of those fan bases? And I'll tell you this, that Arkansas fan base, if they're our age or somewhere close to that, they have to really appreciate the fact that they get some of their history back and they get Alabama off their damn schedule. How impressive must that have been all those years to have pretty good teams, especially when old Pizza Face was down there, the guy that fell on the – that had the um, – when his face looked like spaghetti. 
uh, when he <laughs> fell on the ground. Uh, what's, the guy's, what's the guy's name? Bobby Petrino. Petrino, and he had the neck brace. Allegedly. Hey, if you want to brighten your day up, you ever had a bad day? You look up Bobby Petrino from that era. Bobby Petrino neck brace. Google that. Those, those photos of him, Bino, that never ceases to pop me. I always laugh at the, And you're laughing because you and I are complete simpletons. And that is our sense of humor. And that guy looked ridiculous up there being starred, did he not? Ridiculous. He did. He did. And he did it. Like he made his He made his own mess and then some. But could you imagine He being, looked like yeah. somebody had showed up at night court trying to get a settlement. <laughs> could you imagine being a fan of them all those years where they'd run out and win eight games or whatever it was and then they'd have to play Alabama and just get their soul crushed. All those years, just get hammered by that Alabama team. And now Alabama's finally off their schedule, and they get some Southwest Conference flavor, which I think is kind of fun for them. I do, too. I do, too. As I said, Tony, I want to go to nine, but I think they did about as good a job as they could possibly do uh, with the eight that they put out there. And by the way, for the record, I'm glad South Carolina's off our schedule. I'm really glad Missouri's off our schedule, Bino. I hope we never play them again, Missouri. They're a literal nothing. I would miss that not one bit. They are a blob. But Bobby Petrino looked like uh, special number four at Rocco's out in Omaha, Brian. He looked like number four there. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. <laughs> Tony, uh, what are you trying to say? You don't like to get wins against uh, Missouri and South Carolina? Uh, Missouri and South Carolina bore me, quite frankly. I want to play some different people. That's One of the things I like about what the league is trying to do, uh, Joshy Boy, is put some variety on your schedule. That's what the Georgia Bulldog fans hate about it. they got to play people now. Does Missouri and South Carolina bore you more than Bino falling asleep on the show? Bino? Uh, Joshy boy? Yeah? You and I might have to go into the squared circle here, big boy. We might have hey, to, uh, big boy. I will miss South Carolina a little bit. I, I think that's turned into... Uh, a nice little rivalry. I think they're nine and nine or something over the last eighteen games, something like that. So uh, I will miss that. I won't miss Missouri, uh, not one drop. Hey, Joshy boy, when Ronda, have What's you seen up? a clip? Fox has some new TV show with Jim uh, with uh, William Shatner hosting it. This is for real, and it's something about Mars, something Mars matchups or something. Ronda Rousey. Bino wrestles Marshawn Lynch on this TV show. I saw a clip of it today. Now, Bino, who do you think won that match when Ronda Rousey and Marshawn Lynch wrestled? I will tell you that Mar Ronda Rousey is a former UFC world champion. She also is, an I, I think, a gold medalist in judo, I want to say, was her discipline. That's how when she was coming up. So she's an expert in judo. Bino, who do you think won when Marshawn Lynch and Ronda Rousey squared off? I'd say Marshawn won either way. Oh, yes! 
Joshy boy, she twisted him up like a pretzel and made him say uncle in about 45 seconds. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I bet he tapped out in less than a minute. And Joshy boy, if you and Bino got into a battle, that's exactly what would happen to Bino. He'd be over there tapping on your calf. No, I would take it. I would take it easy on Bino since he's a senior citizen. <laughs> Joshy boy's dragging you today, Bino. Why should the day be any different? He said it's all in love, Bino. He said it's all in love. I got to get some cheap shots in when I can. That's right. On here, we we love cheap shots. We encourage cheap shots around here, Joshy boy. It's all in the family. For the eight-game schedule next year, Tony, if you think about it, if Tennessee goes 6-2 and and they go 4-0 in their non-conference schedule, they are definitely going to make the 12-team playoffs, wouldn't you think? Easy. Yeah, obviously. What do, think, what do you think about the eight-game schedule we drew next year? Georgia, Alabama, and Florida all in one year next year. I'm loving every minute of it. The game I'm most looking forward to, because I'm with Brian Hartman, I did not like going to Oklahoma, going to Oregon with one hand tied behind my back. Yeah. I want to go to Oklahoma and Oregon, teams like that, full-throated. And see, Tennessee now gets the opportunity to go to Oklahoma. And they got one hand tied behind their back. And the last time I checked, Brian, when we went down there, they didn't exactly take it easy on us, did they, Bry? Did they take it easy on us, Bry? I think the score was something like 41 to 17 or something yeah. like that. So it wasn't really that close. Bino, Jeff, now we know Josh Heupel. We've seen Josh Heupel. And Josh Heupel's got, you know, he smiles at you. got a little bit of a spiteful side to him when it comes to some of these games. Like that one game last year where the he didn't feel like the opponent pulled off enough, and they, I think they faked a kick or threw a ball or did something crazy, and it pissed the coach off or whatever it did. I don't expect Josh Heupel being able to mercy roll them next year if, we, if he gets a chance. I think he's going to really put it on them. Uh, I, I, I agree, Tony. He's... Uh, he's low key red. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. He if he can take advantage of putting the mercy rule on Oklahoma, he will. And uh, that's his return to his old stopping grounds, yep. Tony. Couldn't give and, him uh, the time of day. They would not moving, give him the time of day when that job was open. No, no, they didn't. And uh, moving on to yep. baseball, Tony College World Series today and tomorrow. Games against who would you say tomorrow, not Tony, Doe or Lindsey? Boy, what's Tony going to do, Beanstar? Uh, I, I I think they'll keep it uh, as they've had it, Tony. I, I don't believe he'll change his rotation. I think it's going to be Lindsey uh, against uh, Schemes. What's your call, Tony? Uh... I haven't asked. Um, I don't know. Neither yeah. out, neither outcome, honestly, neither outcome would really surprise me. I haven't asked. If it were yeah, me, uh, if it were me, Dolander starts tomorrow. But yeah, I would. I would start though. Yeah, I'd make my statement. We're 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 coming for you. However, if Lindsey's Velo's, you know, back and. In the bullpens, they feel good about him. 
here's the thing about it. The thing that scared me last week when the velo was down is he's really the only pitcher that Southern Miss squared up on the entire weekend. Unless I was seeing things, Beanstar. But they got really, really squared up on him. Really. Several balls were hit hard on him, Beanstar. Yeah, and as Matt Dixon says, it's one of the few outings where he's given up a bunch of fly balls. I, I just would be hesitant to make that decision based on one start. Yeah, I agree with that. Tony, uh, one last thing on the way out. Who do you think is going to be the X factor for Tennessee tomorrow against LSU? And I agree, like you said, Tennessee doesn't need to play gorilla ball. I think they need to get base hit after base yep. hit. Yep. Have a good day. Go Vols. Thank you. Go Vols to you. I want to remind you of two things. My picks to click tomorrow. We'll go around the room on the other side on our picks to click. We'll share with you. First of all, we're on with Garza Law, Tennessee, uh, extra innings tomorrow night as soon as the game ends. Second, right here, tclub.team, or wherever um, fine books are sold. Second thing I want you to be abreast of is that win, lose, or draw, we're going to have a listener watch party at Corner 16 on Monday. Now. If Tennessee wins, that watch party is at 7 o'clock Monday night. If Tennessee loses, that watch party will be at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, Monday afternoon. So circle your calendar. Uh, I will have doctor's notes there, and I'll be glad to write one for you. If you want to play a few hours of hooky from work, Either way, get there. When we come back, I want to ask Bino and I'm going to ask Brian. Picks to click tomorrow. And do they think we're going to be playing and watching at the Corner 16 location, which is North Shore at Pelsby Parkway? Do these guys think that we're going to be watching at 2 o'clock or at 7 o'clock? And then I want to hear from you at 865-200-5402. Certainly... Interesting discussion on the eight versus nine uh, game SEC schedule. I think either are fine. Boy, I, I when you take Oklahoma and you take Texas and you add them into what already existed in this league, we are going to see some great football games in the coming years. You talk about some of these matchups. As we sit right here in this studio here, and we and I just picture it in my mind's eye, the coming days, watching Oklahoma square off when they get back, and they'll get back down at LSU, or watching Texas go to Alabama, Texas at Auburn. I mean, just all the combinations. You imagine what it's going to look like when Texas comes to Neyland Stadium, how cool that's going to be? That's University of Texas, y'all. That's Earl Campbell. Pretty amazing. Pretty neat. It's one thing to think about it. It's another thing to see those schedules. We'll come back on the other side, 865-200-5402, and we continue on your Friday after this. 
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Okay, fellas, game's on the line. Let's get it right. Frank, you were closest. Was it fair or foul? Uh, I don't know. I was distracted. Distracted? By what? Well, you know, it's a loud crowd. These lights are awful bright. I just won big on a Tennessee lottery instant game. And again, the lighting here, somebody ought to say something. You've got new instant games? Yeah. Enough to share? Of course. Fair ball! Have a ball with new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. With the new hot games from the Tennessee Lottery, Cold Hard Cash is waiting to take your summer fun to the next level. And with sizzling top prizes of up to $500,000, these games could have what you need to make every day fun in the sun. Oh yeah, this summer is going to be a scorcher. Grab the new hot games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. But careful, they're hot. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Okay, so Joshy Boy asked me as I welcome you back, and a reminder for you, Garza Law, Tennessee, baseball extra innings tomorrow night. Spread the word for us, okay? Thunderbird, what's the price? 40 twice. We'll be on with you. Soon as the game ends tomorrow. Got about four to play. Bino, Jeff, and Bry, let's kick it around here. Um, Joshy Boy asked, who clicks tomorrow against LSU? Let's go around the room. First of all, do the Vols win the game, Bino, Jeff, yes or no? Where are you? I'm going to say the Vols shock LSU and Skeens tomorrow and move to the finals winner's bracket. All right. You're giving me chills. Brian, Brian O. Tennessee has players on their roster, not many, that have college World Series experience. LSU doesn't have any players on their roster that have Omaha experience. Yep. So I will take the Vols to LSU will succumb to the pressure of having to win schemes to start. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, mm-hmm. and I believe that might actually favor the Vols. Somehow I think LSU hadn't – I don't know if they I don't trust again, them. I don't know how big their park is, but – I don't, I guys. I don't. Help. That might help. That might help the balls, maybe. I don't trust LSU. I haven't liked them all year. I think Florida is the best team in this league by far, by far, like literally by far. I think Florida and Wake Forest are the best teams in the tournament. Wake Forest obviously has never been there. It's a great story that they're there. The guy that called about an hour or so ago regarding John Curry. Now he didn't hire that coach, but you know. When it's under your banner, you get the you, you get credit for the success. It's kind of how it works. I'm inclined to agree with you guys, although I'm not going to say it for the record. I feel good about tomorrow night for some reason. Picks to click, Bino. Give me two of them. Who clicks in Tennessee's lineup tomorrow and helps them if if that comes to pass? What you think, Tony? I'm going with a uh, I'm, I'm going with a couple of right handers. I'm going with Griffin Merritt. He's uh, Swing the bat fairly well. He transferred here for this opportunity. He's got it. I think he's going to take advantage of it. Uh, 
Neat. And I'm going with Simo. Uh, uh, I, I still believe that Simo is um, is the most clutch hitter uh, on our club, uh, along with Denton. And uh, I believe that uh, he's going to come up big on the big stage. Brian Yo, what you got, Brian Yo Hartman? I would go with Denton, and I'll go with Christian Scott. See I think Scott. defensively, he's going to make some nice plays in right field. Yep. And he'll come through with a big hit or two somewhere. It's a, it's a great story. Somewhere. Hey, guys, I have a weird feeling because he's shown this. The higher the stage, the more concentration he shows. I think Maui Ahuna is going to have a really nice game for Tennessee tomorrow. Ooh, nice. College World Series. Opportunity to Hawaii show his stuff. Yup, I got a feeling. I've got a feeling that he's going to have a big game tomorrow. And I'm going to pick him one more time because for three weeks now I've been picking him a click. I think I think Dickie's going to have a nice weekend coming up. So I hope I don't put the kibosh on those two guys. Watch those two guys combine for like 0 for 9 tomorrow with like nine strikeouts. But in the meantime, Bino, Jeff, thank you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in southern middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. 
In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. He's going to let us know what's happening at Foodland today. Miles, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. It's another week, uh, another round of specials at the store. Uh, so let us know what you got on sale this week. All righty. Well, we have two sales going uh, at this time this week. The regular ad that's running all week has assorted pork chops for $1.59 a pound, green cabbage for $0.59 cents a pound, and Deer Park Spring Water 24 packs, two for 10. The other ad we have going on is our truckload sale that we do every year that has fresh ears of corn three years for a dollar bacon potatoes 99 cents a pound ripe bacon 40 ounces 8.99 each and whole ribeyes for 5.99 a pound wow 5.99 a pound for ribeye that's a pretty good deal right there again you're open seven days a week 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. located right there at the Foodland at the big shopping center in downtown near the post office well miles thank you very much you have a great day and thank you great staff and uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks all righty thank you this is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.